on these three lives. Welcome, listeners, to the 54th chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the 8chan autopsy episode. As always, we are your hosts, Julian Field and Travis View. Today, we are donning surgical gloves and opening the entrails of recently deceased 8chan, the image board made infamous by the multiple mass shooters who have posted manifestos there. Who better to help us but Frederick Brennan, who was 19 when he created 8chan while coming down from a mushroom trip. Today, Frederick is 25, and his perspective has shifted quite a bit in the last six years. He called in from the Philippines at 5 a.m. our time to tell us all about it. Now, if you want some background on 8chan, I recommend episode 32 and 52, which chronicle the controversial image board and its recent collapse. 8chan is of particular importance to the podcast because it was the place where Q made drops. It was also the home to the Q Research Board, where Bakers interpreted Q drops and Freddie Benson terrorized the Anons in all caps. It was, of course, the lurking hole of a certain Travis underscore view. And, um, uh, yeah, I well, think, I mean, I mean, yeah. I have mean, you been feeling better since? It is. It's is like, it it's like the internet is a better place, but at the same time, there yeah. is this small ache for yeah. was was i like checking out like the q research one thing one thing that uh um uh, happened on q research that was always bizarre to me is that uh, the people on q research they would offer basically uh pornographic images as like an offering to the bakers the people who made the individual threads sure they would just do like some softcore porn they to would honor say them. Th- to, to honor them to say thank you baker like they're yeah, like they, they're offering a goat to god or something here is this half shot of a pussy. Yeah, exactly. Here's this this naked woman in offering. Thank you, my baker. Well, I and will we, only respect that's gone them. now because eight chan is gone. <laughs> I would only respect them if they were, you know, um, Italian women with very nice hairy armpits. Well, no, no. Healthily uh, bathing in a stream. They were they were all smooth white women. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible Americans have awful taste in pornography. Let me let me let me lay this down right now. All right, don't like the Playboy aesthetic. Oh, well, you know what? It was great in the 60s and 70s, and then right. it totally went to shit. They decided, hey, what if the woman was entirely shaved? Yeah. And huge mistake. Yeah. Huge mistake to shave anybody entirely. Fair enough. You know, it's a, I mean, look at the Smashing Pumpkins guy. He did not look good, okay? His face... <laughs> His pussy face should have stayed. His smooth pussy face. His smooth smooth pussy face should have stayed hairy. Okay, we need to move on. This is the intro of an episode. I mean, this is a failure. All right. I love you, Billy Corgan. But what if I told you that Jim and Ron Watkins, the red-pilled father-son duo who now run 8chan, have had repeated contact with Q, going as far as implementing new trip code technology at the request of our favorite anonymous poster. Whoa. I'm very excited to share this story with you listeners, because I think it lies at the mutant heart of our post-information landscape. But before all that... QAnon News. First up, uh, Arizona Community College English professor tries to red pill students on QAnon. This is so fucking cool because he played them a Joe M fucking video, yep. and then he he 
contacted Joem to be like, I can't believe they didn't let me do this. It's 14 minutes long. Nobody wants to watch a video that long at all. Really that was the, the issue the students had was just the length. They don't give a shit about content. <laughs> They're like, come on, man. It's like minute 12. Yeah. So, yeah, the story was reported by the <laughs> Phoenix New Times. We live in hell. And, and yeah, they show them. So this professor is a professor, Douglas Belmore. And apparently he has a reputation for giving out easy A's, but he also spews out a bunch of conspiracy theories. So the students knew what they were getting into. There's a student who said like 80% of his class is just yep. him ranting about right-wing politics and conspiracies. And the, yep. the, the rest of the 20% is, yep. is normal teaching. <laughs> yep. Imagine you're paying like $30,000 a year to listen to this dumb fuck. Well, it's, it's, it's a community college, so it's a, it's a, I little, take bit, it back. Yep. a little bit more affordable. Okay, fair but, enough. But <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that in America like? Oh, this is this is like... What's a, affordable? This is a heavily subsidized... Uh, 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 college where usually it, they provide like uh, sort of general education for like the first two, year, two mm -hmm. years. They don't give bachelor degrees. So wait, uh, what do they give you? Well, they can give you uh, certificates or they can give you an associate's degree. Uh, for example, I went to community college for my first two years yeah. of college. I transferred to a uh, university and I, I got my bachelor's degree there. That's a common practice. It's sort of a way to sort of make a college more affordable for people. We need to eliminate colleges and replace them with community colleges. Just I, fucking erase these 30K schools. There you go. Okay. Finally, we agree. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to burn the 30K colleges to the <laughs> right. ground like I'm imagining. You know, we can do the Travis approach, which is just respectfully shutting them down. <laughs> so I I'll read a section from that story because it's really, really wild. And it says, <clears throat> approached in this classroom after publication of, this, of his story, uh, Belmore said, I think I only have one response to give you. It's a question. It's three words. Who is Q? <laughs> My history teacher taught me how to parse like the front page of a newspaper. Like, why is something smaller? Why is something? Why are some things larger? Are they basing it on a first, uh, for first-hand account? Is this a, a you know like a secondary document? Yeah, you source, know, I, yeah. This fucking guy, America, education. Arizona. End of I mean, fuck. There's nothing in Arizona. They can't find lettuce out there. <laughs> right. Uh, asked how QAnon is pertinent to his English composition class, <laughs> Belmore responded, quote, who is Q? Uh, yeah. uh, he, mm -hmm. he added uh, that he plans to inform campus security that this reporter showed up in his classroom. What? To, to, I mean, That's, I, clearly a student told on you, you dumbass. Yep. Uh, reporters don't just show up to people's lectures. One student said Belmore brought up QAnon while discussing the syllabus for his class. <laughs> then he showed the video. He's like, the scarlet letter. Yep. Um, <laughs> what is Q? Yep. Like Joe M for him is just like up there in the canon. And one, of his stu one student of his said this. Afterwards, Belmore just kept talking about how there were a bunch of criminals and they're going to get caught now that Trump is the president. Belmore believes that Q is actually JFK Jr. and he just faked his death. So yeah, not, not only is Professor a QAnon follower, he is he is one of the, the dumber ones. Yeah, one of the, the JFK <laughs> Jr. lives sect, which is yeah. even fringe for them. So yeah, is, one of the ones who literally goes against Q's own words. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like this info was necessary to contain this giant brain. God, we do live in a beautiful. Place. It is. It is. Oh, yeah, it's horrifying. So. <laughs> Next up, uh, I have Chinese state-run Twitter account found to be pushing QAnon. So 
Uh, Twitter quite recently took down a network of about a thousand accounts that uh, it said were connected to the Chinese government. One of those accounts was at Liberty Lion News. Does that have anything to do with the Epic Times thing? No, this is this is this is uh, this is different than that. Uh, so yeah, so Epic Epoch Times. So so this is a Chinese state government account. And, you know, it, 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 uh, and the funny thing is that the Chinese state government was probably pushing QAnon because it, 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 uh, it's probably it sort of they understand something that's sort of weakening the country in yeah, some sense. Yeah, of course. Whereas Epoch Times, they uh, those those that Falun was uh, Gong. the Falun Gong gang, uh, uh, like cult basically. They uh, they they hate the Chinese government actually, <laughs> and, and, and they're but they're also pushing QAnon <laughs> because course, yeah. because because it, uh-huh. it, it discredits the mainstream media and it's pro Trump. So God we have damn. like this pro Chinese government institution, this anti Chinese government, because both pushing QAnon because it both matches their agenda for different reasons. The Chinese and the Russians are killing it. Yes. We, need to, we need to fucking yeah. catch up. You're right. We want to find out what they're sort of what paranoid about. We're going to start pumping conspiracy theories into their impressionable brains. Yeah, we need to jump on the conspiracy theory that there are no longer any potatoes in either Russia or China. There you go. And hungry people who enjoy potatoes, not sweet potatoes that are garbage, but just normal potatoes, will... Russets. Tomorrow, if they want to go buy them, they won't have them. That's the QAnon in China. I mean, no French fries. <laughs> I mean, do you want to live like that? Exactly. Next up, I have QAnon conference announced, then quickly canceled. We did not reserve plane tickets, tickets, Airbnb. We did not do any of that, okay? All right. So. None of this ever happened. We are not disappointed this has been canceled. So here's what happened. So Rich Granville, the CEO of the company Yippie, uh, had announced the QAnon-themed Digital Soldiers Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the original speakers list included names such as General Michael Flynn, Michael Flynn Jr., George Papadopoulos, and Bill Mitchell. Uh, as Mother Jones reported, it appeared that General Flynn did intended to go to the conference, in fact, even asked a judge for permission to travel to Atlanta, uh, since he is still awaiting sentencing at the moment. Can we just switch to a fucking conspiracy theory that has their act together? I know. Because we this can't even pathetic. study this movie. Movement. They can't even throw a fucking event. <laughs> it is. They want to get organized, which is worrying. We're but, trying to fucking. Failing. We're trying to spy on you. <laughs> so, You're not even running anything. So the conference was announced on August 12th, and then August 17th, just five days later, General Flynn's lawyer, Sidney Powell, announced that uh, Flynn would not be attending the conference. Um, and on the 21st, a few days after that, the conference was canceled. So they just like from, from beginning to end, they, uh, they, they just, it's like one of those things where, yeah, it's like they so incompetent, just so, so incompetent. The, I, I, the government, it denied me. Right. I'm sorry, boy. The thing about like QAnon is like they, they would be more worrying if they were they weren't so stupid because like they can't even obviously people ask me it's like you think they're gonna like get together and plan like an attack or something really dangerous but like if they can't even get like a fucking do a conference conference together they can't even get a hotel fucking conference room going (laughs) with hundred dollar tickets clearly i mean at least three people reserved some yeah so yeah so anyway so we we did plan to fly out no we didn't no, we didn't. We did Don't not say plan. that. We did not. We did plan not plan to fly out, fly out to Atlanta. Listen, I was going to see a buddy of mine who lives in Atlanta. Okay, this is not about Q. Uh, right. <laughs> we listen. The Airbnb had a great cancellation uh, uh, policy. The Eventbrite.com reimbursed us completely. Uh-huh. 
Well, we definitely ate the flights. Well, the flights were the most expensive part. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, General Flynn. I know. You fucking piece of shit. And your deadbeat ass son. Fuck you. <laughs> Sue him fucking for the Bill tickets. Mitchell. We need to sue these fuckers into the ground. All right. Interview with Frederick Brennan, the founder of 8chan. Frederick Brennan is a software developer and the creator of 8chan. Welcome to the podcast, Frederick. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So um, we're going to jump right in. You said in the past that you grew up posting on 4chan. That's right. Uh, when you were 19, you founded 8chan. Right. So what drew you to Chan culture and like what aspects of it uh, would you say are the most exciting? I would say that I was just drawn from a shitty life, to be honest, like a lot of young men that find their way on these sites. I just had, a, I was very isolated where I lived and... um. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to it. You know, I, I, I also had another element where due to my disability, I always felt like people were treating me different and I like they were treating me like a kid or they were treating me like I was retarded. So I, in my case, I liked 4chan even more because unless I mentioned in a post that I was in a wheelchair, nobody would know and that wouldn't like that information would not carry post to post. And so what would you say kind of kept you there? Like, what are the, what, what's the thrill? Um, you know, I mean, you, you mentioned the community and, and the ability to not make a first impression that you can't control. Right. But what else uh, kept you there? Well, you know, I was a teenager and um, I would say, you know, at least in the early years, porn is one of the things that kept me there. Like, let's just be honest, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then, you know, you know, I had like a computer with like Windows XP and you were never really sure when you were going on different sites, you know, if you would get a virus. So 4chan was just a very, you know, easily accessible uh, porn site, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I think that's how it starts for a lot of people. You know, of course, after a while, uh, you start posting and you start getting involved in the other boards that are, you know, not really about that like the gaming board or the technology board or eventually the politics board, you start, you know, getting pilled as it is, red pilled. And uh, yeah, it, it just snowballs. Absolutely. Yeah. As you can see with Jake, you know, he's a he's a, a casualty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was also I remember, OK, there's this crazy guy named like Silver Shield. I don't know his real name, but in like 2010, he was like, the dollar is going to collapse yeah. and we all need to buy silver right now. <laughs> this is the end of an era. We need Ron Paul. So like I registered Republican just to vote for Ron Paul. And on my like crazy low income, I was buying silver <laughs> coins like those tiny. This isn't even a joke. This is totally true. And I lived in Atlantic City and. This is like a little little later, like when I was 17, 18. And Hurricane Sandy hit. So I had to leave my stash of uh, silver coins at my mom's house. And I was freaked out that they were going to be stolen. I remember we got holed up in like a hotel because my mom was an operator at the hotel. So they let us stay in this big high-rise hotel, which was really nice of them. And I was just sitting there on my laptop watching video after video of like the <laughs> silver shield, you know, education and 
Yeah, definitely I was hardcore red-pilled. And I, I risked going back before the power was even back onto our place so that I could check on my coins. You were just uh, in there like uh, fucking Mulder and Scully shining the flashlight around just to yeah. see the glint seriously, off the Seriously, seriously, seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember opening the drawer and feeling such a relief. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously, okay, there's also a racist element to this. You know, I never was truly in that part of it. But in this part of the internet, you know, you start to get paranoid because, you know, uh, my our family lived in public housing. So, you know, and a lot of the neighbors didn't leave. So you're like, oh, are they going to break in and steal my silver coins? So, you know, and, and oh, even the news back then during Hurricane Sandy, it was like whenever there were white people, they were called scavengers. And whenever it was black people, it was, you know, looting. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, not only was I red-pilled, but I was like becoming like like a southern racist in New Jersey. Yeah, it was crazy. I love it. Uh, you know, I mean, Hurricane Katrina is obviously a false flag that people use to steal uh, silver coins. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and nobody even knew I had silver coins. That's like the de- except my mother. <laughs> and mo- yeah. And and this is like the depths of paranoia. I think that even if somebody opened it and saw all of them, they would probably just think there's some weird metals. Like, I don't yeah, even right. think. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, some collector or something like, you know, yeah, cause like, mailed, y- mailed a little thing from the back of a magazine to get these. Yeah. But anyway, you know, that silver shield guy. Well, lo and behold, the price of silver crashed and it hasn't recovered. <laughs> oh, and this dude until now, 2019. This silver shield guy is still making videos saying oh, that the dollar is going to collapse. That's so, beautiful. That gives a yeah. run uh, run for its money to the Iraqi dinar stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. At least with the dinars, that's just like, sorry, I don't want to be too hard on them because I was also pilled in a way. <laughs> yeah. But with the dinars, it's like you're buying something that has no value and that you cannot resell. At least silver can be resold. <laughs> and I eventually did for a loss. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It does keep its value somewhat. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a surer stock than, you know, the currency of a fallen country that is spiraling yeah. into uh, worse and worse inflation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like the dinar, it's lost so much of its value, but my silver coins, at least I only lost like 20%. Which still not great, but you yeah. know it could be worse. Exactly. Um, so I'm, I want to read a little thing that you uh, once said. You once said sure. it's not the technology that causes what happens; it's really the hearts of the people who are using it. If 4chan ceased existing, they would go to another site. If 8chan ceased existing, they would go to another site, and the same patterns would repeat over and over. C- can you explain the statement? And like, do, do you still feel the same way? In some ways, I do, but in other ways, I don't. You know, I never expected. Jim Watkins to use because Jim Watkins has a lot of power because he has a lot of his own infrastructure. He has, you know, his own, uh, his own data center space. He's got a good buddy buddy with his, uh, ISP. In fact, I believe he used to actually own his ISP. So, you know, there was, there, there used to be nothing between the internet backbone and him. He has like a lock. So, and I just feel like He's used that power and abused it, you know, like 
to allow people to just, you know, celebrate school shooters and celebrate all kinds of other shooters. You know, most of the Brenton Tarrant so-called memes that were in support came from 8chan. They had recurring threads where they would just make memes celebrating this guy. And, you know, the other sites like 4chan, that's not allowed. And uh, it's true that they might go to other sites, but I've kind of changed my mind because Jim Watkins is just, he runs it in such a callous and terrible way that most other admins are not going to run it in such a, like, they're not going to be such shitty people. So, HN going down, you know, we've seen in the weeks that followed that pretty much no other site has appeared that's just going to allow them to just wish violence on others. Yeah, and, well, I mean, one did, and it was basically hosting child yeah. porn on your computer in, in the kind of yeah, decentralized that, way. Zero net, zero net, yeah. Oh, that was so stupid. Oh, <laughs> my God. What the fuck happened there? Can you explain this to, to, to a yeah. dummy like me? All right, so zero net, it's basically just peer-to-peer. I don't know if you remember, like, Napster, LimeWire, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's very similar technology. So it's just, like, everything you download, you're also uploading. However, it's like on steroids, because when you visit the ZeroNet site, you're downloading everything you see because it's like an image board, right? Right. So you don't even know what you're downloading before you do it. And for a non-technical user, when you click away from what you downloaded, it's still on your hard drive and you're still seeding it. Yeah, you're, that's that the worst part yeah. is you're literally uploading it instantly. Yes, at, yes, yes. Right yeah. as you download it. So you, you could be downloading something that you haven't even seen yet and you're already uploading yeah. child porn. Yeah, it's not like with uh, Napster where if you downloaded, let's say, a music file and then it turned out to be not what you wanted, oh, you would delete it right away. Like, it's not like you're specifically searching and checking. So it's it's it it's just so terribly made. It's it's it would be funny if it wasn't so tragic. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's always sad to, you know, try to download a Fallout Boy track and realize it's the CP remix. Yeah, yeah, and that happened all the time on Napster. I mean, um, but at least you could just immediately delete it. Right, right, And you're not uploading it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, okay, but you you did, you know, you did mention, I want to bring it back to the the hearts of the people who are using it. So you're saying that there is basically this errant tribe of of sick um, people, of people who, who... who, like you said, are attracted to these uh, kinds of boards because they feel isolated or angry. And you're saying that they'll migrate, they'll create new places to congregate. Like, can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, I can. So, of course, a lot of them have probably gone back to 4chan's pull board. And it's not like, you know, 8chan, at least during most of its era, the poll era on 8chan, it had literal neo-Nazis as the so-called board owner. So 8chan's system is like Reddit. When the user creates a board, they also manage the board that they created. And in my naivete, I did not reserve any names. So they could create boards that were the same name as a board on 4chan, which already gives right. you an edge over everybody else. So the poll board was owned by a neo-Nazi for almost its entire existence. Oh my. There were times wow. where the poll board would have like a swastika in the bottom right because I also added a <laughs> feature where the board owner, so-called, could edit the CSS, right, uh, of the board. Right. So 
yeah, you know, and then of course we've got Ronald Watkins here who would just totally embrace that. And he added by default a formatting code where any text in triple parentheses would d turn into the colors of the Israeli flag. Wow. So, awesome. yeah, 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 right? I know. Um, I never did anything like that. I always tried to be neutral politically. And, you know, I would even post on the lefty poll board as admin occasionally. I would try to, you know, post on both. Like, I, I just think, and I wasn't perfect about being politically neutral. You know, I made mistakes. I did shitty things. You know, I wrote for the Daily Stormer once, even though the content of what I wrote was really not offensive. The fact that I wrote it on that site is offensive. And, you know, it could definitely be seen as a nod to the far right users on 8chan. Like I made mistakes, but the current admins with all these shootings, it's starting to bleed into real life. And when I made 8chan, you know, I foresaw a lot of the negativity but I always figured that this would never bleed into real life like it has. So, you know, you mentioned being politically neutral, but I mean, you know, being a neo-Nazi is a form of politics, albeit extreme. So where do you, where, do, where can, you know, where do you draw the line there? Well, here's what I'd say. You don't want to wear your politics on your sleeve when you're running any kind of social media site. That just seems obvious. You know, even Mark Zuckerberg, who is such a dick understands this <laughs> that you that you want to try to at least at least do your best to be politically neutral it should be a goal frederick how, how the Wat fuck are we going to get zuckerberg on the pod now <laughs> but for for watkins it never seemed to be a goal i mean he made this far right conspiracy website and that's not according to me that's according to a third party fact check media bias right you know that was just full of fake news, conspiracy theories. It had articles literally about that, uh, what is it, like the Planet X Nibiru, that stupidity. Uh, so, you know, of course these poll users thought that Jim was on their side. You know, duh, he was running this stupid Goldwater site. He was featuring articles from the Goldwater on the front page, and they were always so pro-Trump. Like, they were... Just, yeah, yeah. So, of course, you know, the far-right users felt like he was on their side. And I feel like that should not happen. So, okay, so, you know, the admin being on your side is one thing. But but I want to take a look at, like, what happens. So there's the congregation of, you know, uh, white supremacists, uh, neo-Nazis, right. and people who generally want to kind of kill and genocide uh, people of, of different, you know, uh, ethnic backgrounds and stuff like that. Then eventually, like you mentioned, it started spilling out into real life. It became, you know, I guess what they call effort posting. No, there's effort. Right. Which one is it? Is effort posting the one in real life? Uh, at least that's what Tarrant called it. Right. So, okay. So people, you know, are starting to slip out into that. Are you saying it's important to stay politically neutral if, you know, these, these people don't do effort posting? Or Look, like at when what I point? made HN, I never expected so-called effort posting, you know, and, and and the thing is, you know, in 2013, 14, 15, there was this narrative, which is obviously false. Now we can all see it to be obviously false that, oh, they're just joking. It's all just for a laugh. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. It's just trolling. Ha ha ha. They don't really believe it. And, you know, there were people in the media that seriously were trumpeting that. And 
it's so obviously false now, but it was a good rationalization back when I was admin. And, you know, I'm not coming to you as somebody who's perfect. You know, 8chan is a really shitty thing, and I wish I never made it. You know, I, I profoundly regret not only making it, but giving it to its current owners. But at the same, you know, there was just so much narrative built up around 8chan. Right. And I was just able to rationalize oh, they're just joking. Nobody really wants to gas the kikes, as they would say. Nobody really wants to kill Jews. And, you know, during my time, nobody did. So it's just such a shock to me that it spilled into real life. But, I mean, right. why didn't I see it coming? You know, it. I all I can say is I was really young and really naive, and maybe a 19-year-old should not be creating a social media site. Right, right. Um, okay, so so now you know you've stated that you, you think 8chan um, should be shut down. Correct. But like, let's say today you get full control of 8chan again. You're admin. Are you like, how do you deal with like neo Nazis congregating? Do you do you like, what would you do in that in that kind of scenario? Would you still shut down 8chan? Let's say I'm given admin rights. As it stands today, I would shut it down because it's just such a the you see too far gone. We, yes, we can think about it like a garden, right? And the users that they have cultivated are now used to a community where they can celebrate mass shootings and domestic terrorist incidents. It, right. it, you know, Jim Watkins will just sit in front of Ben Franklin and have some taps playing in the background and talk about how it's a blank <laughs> sheet of paper. And he'll just yeah. sit there, you know, with that smug look on his face and pretend that he's a free speech warrior. You know, he's the new Brandenburg or something, and he's valiantly fighting the state of Kentucky. Let's remember that Brandenburg was a Ku Klux Klan member. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 if I was given a full control of HN, I would shut it down. And there's, I would not even try to operate it at this point. Right. So, okay. So let's go back in time before sure. HN had any issues with actual effort posting. Uh, would you admin differently around these communities? Um, you know, like what what would you do knowing that there's a, you know that probability that it'll happen? I would make a lot stronger rules about inciting violence and about celebrating shootings. Right, that's what I would do. It would probably be hard to like put that into force, but it, I just don't see any other way. Like it's just so I get the whole free speech and free expression, but it is literally only possible in the United States to say something like, I want to go, you know, shoot at a mosque. And they would say, oh, it's not like a credible threat because blah, blah, blah. But it, it's just something that should not be allowed. And, you know, I was just talking to Vice earlier. And what I said to them was really simple. Let's say that by some miracle, Jim Watkins can turn 8chan back on and it doesn't get attacked and he just runs it just like how he was before. If there are more shootings, there will be laws passed. And, you know, their whole, you know, 1A worship, First Amendment worship and Brandenburg versus Kentucky worship, that stuff can all change. You know, if we get a Democrat in office, who doesn't give a shit about political rules and just stuffs the Supreme Court and the federal courts and passes a new law, you know, against hate speech incitement. That's it. Brandenburg is gone. 
<laughs> so, you yeah. know, if you love it so much, maybe you shouldn't be running 8chan. And that's why I say that 8chan being down even benefits its most hardcore users, ironically, because now that law is not going to change. Yeah. How did you even meet Jim Watkins and his son, Ron? Like, can you explain? Do you think Ron pilled Jim? Then at what point do you come in? Can you yeah. give me a play-by-play there? I rue the day. Yeah. I guess I can just start at the beginning, but yeah. I think Jim might be senile. And I, yeah, but we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, Let's see. So I received an email. Of course, I was having hosting problems. And, you know, the thing that people don't really understand is I was just a figurehead, like a puppet. Like, Jim was the real owner of 8chan for almost its entire existence. He owned the servers beginning in, like, the end of September 2014. The Gamergate post happened on August 27th. So what? I was its legal owner for, like, a month while it was popular. You know, because before that, we were not controversial at all. You know, the posts were like nothing. So, I was having hosting problems, and I got a few offers. And, you know, I guess you could say that I was a little bit starstruck by 2Channel and the fact that they owned it. Now, I was given a very twisted story of what happened. I didn't realize that, actually, Hiroyuki was the one that made it. I figured that, you know, they were somehow made it and with Japanese help or whatever. Like, I didn't really... But he just he just purchased it, right? Right, right. Well, huh. um, Hiroyuki says he stole it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Hiroyuki claims that Jim Watkins stole 2CH from him. And actually, the Tokyo District Court ruled to that effect. Can you can you just briefly tell us what two uh, ch is like? What's what, yeah, what's its importance? I was starstruck by two channel because I knew it. it it's the two channel is the source of all image boards and all basically all anonymous communities on the internet right now. Two channel is the source of them. You know, patient zero. Exactly, two channel is patient zero. It was made by a man named Hiroyuki Nishimura, and he is the current owner of four chan. Uh, Nishimura made 2Channel, I believe, in 97, and Jim was his host, his server host. And Nishimura actually lived for a little while in the Philippines. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're trading emails with, with Jim. Ron is not yet no, in no, the picture. No, I'm, no, I'm trading emails with Ron. Yeah. Okay, so it was Ron yeah, Ron first is the and... one that offered uh, hosting. He saw a video okay. that I did with Al Jazeera America. And I don't know, I guess they just figured that they trusted me and they wanted to help me based on that video. So, uh, yeah. So he, he's already pilled like right out the gate, right? Yes. Like you meet him and Yes, absolutely. Ronald is and has always been pilled. He very much likes conspiracy theories. He very much believes that Jews control the world. You know, I've talked to the man many times. He was more pilled than I was, and he hated the mainstream media, so-called. He was totally right on my side, and uh, he was like, yeah, we want to run 8chan. You know, they they were, they were received it with open arms. So he's like, me and my dad want to do this thing. You still haven't met them in real life. At what point like, th th does the exchange happen? When do you meet them first? So Ronald offered the hosting. I transferred it while I was still living in New York City. Then I got to talk to Jim on the phone, and Jim wanted me to come to the Philippines. And, you know, like I said, you're young, you're making bad decisions. I felt like I had a really difficult life in the United States. 
just because I was I had to take care of myself or otherwise, you know, live in an institution like it was rough. And uh, or, you know, they had like a visiting nurse kind of thing, but it was just like being institutionalized because you're basically a ward of the state. And right. you can't do anything that, you know, they would feel liable for, right? Like, like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I opted to mostly care for myself, which with my condition is like not getting proper care. And, you know, I was breaking bones all the time. So, yeah, I just talked to Jim Watkins on the phone and he very easily convinced me. He was like, I'll hire you a full-time nurse and whatever you need to go to the hospital, I'll bring you. Don't worry. You won't have to do anything. She'll cook for you. She'll bathe you. She'll wipe your ass. You know, that... And I didn't even need some of those things, you know? But Jim was yeah. just assuming. So, yeah. so, yeah, you know, he easily convinced me and he booked a flight for me and that's that that's it the rest is history i never met the man before i came here so so you meet this dude what i imagine him like with a fucking cigar and and a hawaiian shirt you know kind of half drunk already when you meet him but like what what was it like <laughs> you know i feel like jim has changed over the years i feel like he's had a personality change when i met him he just seemed like what he seemed like to me is if he had been born 40 years earlier he would have been diagnosed with Asperger's. He was always like like flapping his hands and like laughing and yeah. you know, he just seemed like a guy that really liked fun. You know, he, he, he was always smoking, you're right. He was a chain smoker, but when I met him, he wasn't smoking. We were in the Hong Kong airport. And right. you know, he took me on a business Philippine Airlines flight to Manila. He ordered some wine and we just, you know, drank it. And he just told me, you know, like, welcome to your new life. Yeah. And so you you get to the Philippines, which is, I mean, uh, a beautiful country, very different probably than where you came from. Oh, yeah. Nothing like I expected. And so what? Ha so you start settling in and, you know, at what point do you kind of back out of 8chan? And also, what was the dynamic at that point between Ron and Jim? Well, running 8chan is extremely shitty. And there's nothing that, you know, it was like a high the first month or so. But when you start really getting down into the daily grind, and yeah, it's extremely shitty. And you know, back then, Jim Watkins hadn't fully accepted that this was always going to be a money loser. Like, he still thought that he might be able to profit from this. So he was always talking about the numbers, you know, which is something that he didn't do in the later years. But in the, yeah, right. in the early years, he thought he could profit. So I was doing everything. I was handling all of the deletion requests like the copyright claims i was handling all the emails from the government like law enforcement um the national center yeah. for missing and exploited children and i was doing all the admin work and i was doing all the programming work so i was literally just sitting here all day and doing every single thing needed and i burned out rapidly yeah, like, what's Ron doing? He's just on his Xbox? Or, like, what the fuck? Well, Ronald had a real job. He has to take care of 2Channel. Right. Ronald offered servers. He didn't offer, like, help. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah it, 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 Ronald, you know, I'm not going to say that he was a hard worker because he is a rich kid. You know, he's a kid of a rich man. So he was, you know, never really expected to work. And, you know, he can always get a job in daddy's business, which is what ended up happening. So... Um, yeah. but Ronald, you know, for his credit, he's a good programmer. He did, a, but he was constantly busy with two channel. 
because, and I only learned this later, they were like totally having to like make a lot of changes to Two Channel because uh, basically they, when Hiroyuki said that Two Channel was stolen from him, everybody who used to help them quit. So they didn't oh, understand wow. any of the software. Ronald had to rewrite it, in, uh, and his favorite language was Haskell. So Ronald was super busy during the first few years of 8chan with two-channel stuff. So he was not around to help. So the initial high wears off, you're kind of grinding out every day. Yeah. And then what happens to your relationship with uh, Jim and Ron? What caused me to quit was 8chan software was not meant for what it ended up being. You know, first of all, I wrote it while I was coming down from mushrooms. I, I, I wrote it while I was coming down from mushrooms. The original programmer of TinyBoard, which is the software that it was based on, yeah. he used to tell people that he wrote it while he was on cocaine. So it's like this software is just... <laughs> yeah. Is, it, it's, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It is hacked together, yeah. duct taped, and it barely, you know, every single day was a struggle to keep posting working and to keep everything working. And it was only me and I had no help. And payment processors were cutting me off left and right. And even with Jim's servers, I was screwed because the software was in such a shitty state. And it started to become really apparent like a year in. We're getting to like, like, like July 2015 now. And... I was burning out big time. So Joshua Moon, the owner of Kiwi Farms, he flew to the Philippines. He started a donation page and he got $12,000 in donations or something like that. And he rewrote 8chan software. He wrote a project called Infinity Next. I know this is funny. It's a really small world, isn't it? But yeah. So Joshua Moon, he owned the Kiwi Farms also. But he, Which is, he uh, came to the for, can you can you tell the listener what that is briefly? Yeah, Kiwi Farms is well, I, to put it mildly, it's like a stalker site. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. They have what they call exceptional individuals, people of interest, uh, that they you know like to just keep tabs on what they're doing, like Terry Davis. Right. In theory, there are rules that they are not supposed to message them. They say it don't touch the crap or whatever. Like, in theory, you're not supposed to troll the people on the site. But, I mean, the site is full of docs of every single so-called locale. And, you know, there are other adjacent websites to Kiwi Farms that do use the information on Kiwi Farms to harass the users. Right. For example, one of them was the cowboard on 8chan. Wow. Okay. So, so he comes over, he's writing, he's rewriting 8chan and then you have a falling out at some point. Well, it's complicated. You know, at the time he didn't really ask for anything that was really like that bad. He worked really hard on that software and we were basically getting, again, no help from Jim, no help from Ron. And, you know, looking back, it's insane that we had to do this. Given how much money Jim poured into it after I left, like, it's, it's crazy that we had to, like, raise $12,000 from the community when Jim Watkins literally paid over fifty grand after I left in, like, a year trying to keep things up. Right. He hired four people to replace me, you know, when I quit in April 2016. Yeah. 
So, yeah. But anyway, you know, we had a meeting because we were having trouble getting the software running. And Josh was out of money. And he sat there and he said, you know, I can help you guys, uh, like, for a yearly cost. And the yearly cost was really reasonable. It was only six grand. I mean, to think of all the time that he'd have to put in every year to, like, help out with this software. Yeah, it's peanuts. You know, right. Yeah, it, it was nothing. But Jim Watkins being Jim Watkins, he slammed the table. How dare you ask me for money? You were writing this software for me. This is my software, blah, 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 like that. So, you know, unfortunately, I took Jim's side, but I should have took Josh's side. And I really regret that. And, um... Was Jim you know, like I, was Jim prone to this kind of like uh, anger? Oh and my abuse? god, yes! Oh my god, yes! You know, Jim Watkins has exploded so many times, and that's actually why I quit because I thought he was going to beat the shit out of me. You know, he almost beat the shit out of a Japanese person when I was in Japan. Um, hey, dude, I think you could take him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, thanks for having faith in me, but <laughs> this this guy, he he scared people. You know, I've seen people break down in tears. And you know what? I'm I'm man enough to admit that I've even cried due to his harassment and his, you know, like verbal and physical threats. Yeah. Like he is a big man. And, um, you know, there was one time uh, we're, we're going to cut way ahead to why I quit, if that's OK. Sure, sure, sure. Because this is like the craziest story. So I was at my home and I was having trouble. Uh, just like, you know, I was kind of burned out at, because he gave me another job when I quit 8chan in his same company. He just had me start working on like 2channel and I was supposed to be like the manager of like one of his offices of Filipinos, but really he had me doing a bunch of different stuff, uh, like programming work. And that was just like a job title on paper. Um, so, you know, I felt like I was being pushed out and. That might have even been true. I was becoming highly critical of their Q nonsense. I was becoming highly critical of 8chan. I was always telling them to shut it down. So it seemed like nobody wanted to talk to me. So I was thinking of quitting. And I just said, you know, I haven't taken a vacation in, you know, X number of months. So I'm, I'm going to take a week off and uh, I'll be back next week. And I just wrote that. And so Jim Watkins as like an instrument of his control over people. He likes to give all of his high up employees condos. It's an in-kind benefit of employment. Mm. So you have a job with him, he'll, he'll, he owns a lot of condos in Manila. So he'll let you live in one of his condos. The thing is though, his name is on the lease, right? Right. His name is on the unit. So when I posted in chat that I was gonna take a week off and look, Maybe it's not the best thing for an employee to do to say that they're going to take a week off without asking their, you know, supervisor. Right. Look, I get that. But hey, uh, there's an appropriate response to employees being shitty. And then there's an inappropriate response. And Jim Watkins inappropriately charged upstairs, opened the door to my condo, pushed past the nurse that is here helping me and decided to scream at me while I was totally undressed like literally i was just 
there was nothing but a blanket between my dick and Jim Watkins. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just screaming at me. And he's just repeating himself over and over again. You can't just say that you're taking time off like that. You can't do that. You know, you're making me look weak in front of the others. Are you thinking of quitting? I don't want to have to change all the passwords. It's going to be very difficult if you quit, Fred. You understand that? And he's just blah, 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 blah. And I noticed that he kept repeating himself. And sometimes people do that when they're angry. But I was getting pissed off and I, uh, I was kind of scared of him. I thought he might, you know, punch a wall. Or something. So, you know, I even told the nurse that was there to call security. But he said, ah, my name's on the lease. I'm not going anywhere. So, uh, yeah. Right. Um, so what? I noticed he was repeating the same, like, arguments over and over. So I just asked him, hey, Jim, do you have dementia? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. That's quite a yeah. troll move right there. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one that suspected j- dementia. A lot of the Japanese employees did too. And, you know, (laughs) I asked him if he had dementia and he just blinked and stared at me. And, you know, it's my word versus his, but he said yes. And the next day I went up to his condo and I gave him the test that they gave Donald Trump, the one with the clocks. Now, I don't think I gave him the test right because first of all, it was in his home. So he was advantaged on a lot of the questions, like about where he was, what day it was, things like that, right? Wait, so at this point, it has transformed from him being pissed you're going to take a vacation to you giving him tests to, 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 to see if he has dementia? How the fuck? Yo, yeah, yeah. It, seriously, this, this job was crazy, <laughs> my friend. And I am so glad that it's over. I am so glad that I'm done with him because it was always something with this dude. And, you know... He passed the test, but I'm not convinced. And I wasn't the only one that thought he had dementia. You know, I called his son. I called uh, Tom, which was like, which still is Jim's main lieutenant. And, you know, we had like a crisis meeting about this. And, you know, they determined, at least in their own way, I guess he went to a doctor or whatever, that it might have just been he was doing like medic, like, uh, it could have just been side effects from cancer treatment. He was on pain medication or whatever. That could be causing him to explode, you know. Jim had, had cancer? Yes, he did. He had cancer in his lymph nodes, and they were removed. And after that happened, I believed he had mm-hmm. a personality change. Because he was, he, he was just totally different, you know. When I first met this guy, he was, like, always doing yoga. And he wrote, like, a book about yoga. Like, yoga and far-right politics <laughs> usually don't mix. Oh. And he went to a frigging yoga retreat before he had cancer. So, and he went from that to like a chain smoking asshole who spouted racist stuff in the office. I have so many stories, my friend. Well, give me one. All right. One time, one time he, so Jim Watkins loves shell companies. He loves them. They're his bread and butter. And one of his shell companies is named Loki Technology Inc. And through that shell company, he, uh, he, like, he made an office for some of his employees to work on 8chan, by the way. So, uh, and of course, 2Channel and his other projects. He even had a little Goldwater studio right there. So a lot of his projects were together in that Loki technology office. 
So we were moving the office from Makati, the race queen office, to the Loki technology office in Ortega Center, Pasig, uh, Metro Manila, both. And there was a problem. Jim Watkins came in and he couldn't find an aircon remote. He's opening all the drawers and looking for the aircon remote and getting more and more and more angry. There's a bunch of Filipinos there. He has a lot of Filipino assistants all the time. And then he just he just went on a rant and he started with, you know, I understand why the Spanish used to cut the arms off you people. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. You people oh can't listen for anything. We are opening a new office and you can't even keep the aircon remote in a good place. Come on, it's brand new. And he was just, yeah, he was cussing them out. You know, I don't even want to repeat some of the things he said. But so, so Jim, yeah, Jim is often claimed like, oh, I live in the Philippines. I, you know, I, I'm not racist. Oh, that's bullshit. You know, but he spends all his days being abusing Filipinos for, for their for their race. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, oftentimes and I've talked to other Filipinos about this because he, Jim makes no attempt to learn the language here. But I speak the language here and um, I've asked them. You know, like, kamusta sa yokai Jim? How do you think Jim is, you know? Like, and, and they would say, you know, sometimes, hindi ko alam kung bakit makakatira siya dito. I don't understand why he lives in this country. Because he hates Filipinos. And it's obvious that he hates Jesus. Filipinos. He said, like, he makes no effort to learn the language. He's told me before that the Tagalog language is literally, like, it's for people without teeth, according to him. Oh my God! Yeah, and it's and not only that, it's it. He said it's only adjectives and only good for learning making love songs. And okay, actually, his stupid racist comment is one of the things that made me want to learn it because I was like, I really like languages. I speak a few. You know, I I even wrote a tweet in Esperanto today, so you can know how much of a nerd I am. And so I was like, really. A language of only adjectives? How would that work? Well, turns out it's not only adjectives. And Jim is... <laughs> really? And Jim, yeah. yeah. Uh, what a surprise, right? And Jim is an idiot. I want to know a bit more about this. You mentioned, like, you know, QAnon, that, that they were getting up to some nonsense around that, yeah. Ron and, and, and Jim. What do you mean by that? Do you, do you actually know, like... Yeah, well... Tell me more, because sure. if you can reveal who Q is, that wouldn't be, a, you know, a sad day for me. You know, I wish I could tell you who Q was. If I could, I would tell you. I have no love lost for these Q people. And, you know, they harass me constantly. You know, they email me the stupidest shit. And, yeah, so if I could tell you who Q was, I would. But I can tell you a few things. For one yeah. thing, uh, they have given direct assistance to Q multiple times. And that shouldn't surprise you. Ronald Watkins. So Q is, like, kind of chatting with them? Yes, yes, yes. In DMs? Yes, they have direct contact with Q. They, so do you think Q is one person? I have no idea. But they, whoever okay. Q is, they have direct contact. And they, they actually worked hard to convince Q to stay on 8chan. Like, mm. they wrote a feature just for Q called a secure trip code feature. Uh, they made what G Ronald was calling it so-called super secure trip codes. And that was only for Q because um, I should say that the trip codes on 8chan and also 4chan, they can be broken if you just have a GPU and some time.
because it uses an old hashing algorithm. It's the same one in use in two channel. And that means it's been, um, it's 20 years old. So it's easy for modern computers to break it just due to Moore's law. So, so they make a better one for Q. Just exactly for Q as like a ploy to get him to stay. And I know that they've had direct contact with Q a few times. And another thing that I know that they got up to with Q is um, they used me to make a so-called Q-proof. Oh, wait, tell me more about this one. Okay, you know the one where I'm holding the blue Q? Yes. Where do you think that came from? <laughs> did, did he 3D print it for you? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, you yes. hold this for the photo? And how, yes. how does that prove anything about Q? And all three of them work together to write the tweet. That doesn't even prove anything. So I agreed to do it because I thought Jim was going senile and I thought he legitimately believed in Q. And yeah. you know what? He might legitimately believe in Q. I can't okay. say that he doesn't because he was writing these articles on the Goldwater that were so pro-Q and so pro-Trump. Goldwater is his kind of propaganda outlet, yes. his Drudge Report, right? Yeah, the Goldwater is like his blog and he had so-called reporters he hired to work on it. He hired like a bunch of Filipinas to read the news badly and like, and <laughs> look, it's not their fault. It's just, he's hiring people that don't have good English skills. He even had to add subtitles for some of them. If you go back in the old Goldwater videos, there was one woman who could barely like, like I can understand her cause I've lived here for a while and I know the way that Filipinos speak English and the mistakes that they tend to make. So I can understand her, but nobody else, like no American can reasonably be expected to. So they had to add subtitles. Sure. Okay. So there's spinning cue stuff there. Like, how does that work? Yeah. So like I said, sometimes even Jim will write the article or they, they hired this guy. Uh, if you read the Wired story, they call him Captain Burdock. I have no idea what the dude's real name is, but he's a so-called editor in chief of the Goldwater. And, you know, it seemed like he was instructed to, like, push Q. And I believe that, you know, I really thought that Jim might believe in Q, so I offered to do the blue Q thing, thinking that if um, QAnon did not repudiate this so-called Q proof, then they would realize he was fake. Right, and, and, he, and he rolled with it. D do you see what I mean? Yeah. And QAnon rolled with it. Q never said it was fake. That's, yeah. And even though they still continue to support this Q nonsense. So they, what, like when, oh when Q's communicating, like what, do they, do they express anything about themselves or their intent? Uh, you know, okay. So I quit from 8chan in April 2016. That's kind of before Q's time. All I know about Q really is just what people have told me. You know, Jim Watkins was constantly trying to get me back into the 8chan fold. He always had hope right until the day I quit that I would come back to 8chan and be its admin again. He was very sad that I left. Uh, I know that sounds crazy, but after he accepted that 8chan was never going to make any money, he was always trying to get me back, and he was saying, oh, I'll give you a lot more help this time, and you, you know what I mean? And so, but you refused, and at some point you quit? What happened there? Yeah, the story I told about Jim uh, invading my privacy. As soon as that happened, I knew I had to quit. I was making plans, like, the day after. You know, I told Jim Watkins, oh, you know, yeah, thanks, Jim, for straightening me out, ha, ha, ha. 
But nah, like I was literally just in fear of him and I was telling him whatever he wanted to hear. And as soon as he walked out of that door, that was it. I was planning my escape. Of course, yeah. And yeah, he barged into my house in October and I was totally out by December. So you were about to say something about Q uh, surrounding your potential return to 8chan? Right, right, right. So I would always hear talk about Q from them. And I know that they had direct contact with Q because, you know, the technical stuff, they... 8chan software, I was one of the only people that really understood it. So when they wanted to add these crypt codes, I was, of course, you know, kept in the loop. And I I could see that, you know, they would tell me what Q wanted. Like, what Q's expectations were in a trip code system. I know this sounds crazy, but I don't know how they had contact with Q, but I know So you're saying Q is at least smart enough to understand trip code technology and to have, like, enough intent. (laughs) Nah, dude, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that Q wanted a kind of trip code system. He just wanted surety that nobody would be able to break it. Yeah. Like, he wasn't telling us, hey, use the SHA-256 algorithm and make sure to use a big key size. No, no, no. The Q is a total idiot. He doesn't... Okay. All QAnon would have had to do is put a Bitcoin address and on 8chan in any of his posts. With a Bitcoin address, you can sign a message. So he could prove to his followers that he was the real Q. You don't... Well, like, ha- that's handouts, man. That's socialism. Yeah. Cryptographic identification has been around since the okay, 60s. Yeah. Are you telling me that military intelligence doesn't know but some random cripple in Manila does know. Like, that's so stupid. And, you know, he could have signed his messages with GNU PG. He could have signed it with GPG. He could have signed it with a Bitcoin address, you know, even an Ethereum address, whatever, if we want to get really out in the woods. But, yeah. So so that's one way. But... Uh, of course, we don't need more proof that Q is fake. Right, right. Right. So, so okay, I want you to walk me, to, like, so you quit, fine. And then um, you seem to kind of have changed. Uh, you're now 25. Um, you, you're, yeah. you have more religious beliefs than before. Um, can you tell me a bit more about that change? Well, yeah, I converted to a Christianity while I was still working for Jim. And... I worked for him for like six months as a Christian. So I wouldn't really say that it was my religion that got me to quit. You know, I could square things if I needed to. You know, um, I just considered myself a programmer and uh, on a message board, you know, two channel. And, you know, uh, I I, I could make things work that way. So it's some people have tried to spin it that, you know, I had a come to Jesus moment and then I quit my job. No, that's not what happened. It was all because uh, I felt threatened by Jim. And so why, why, Um, like what led you to convert to Christianity? uh, Just my, you know, shitty existence. I mean, after I quit from 8chan and I didn't really know what to do with myself. I mean, I, I felt like I had been working towards something and now I didn't know what I was working towards. And I wasn't even sure that I believed in, like, the whole free speech absolutism thing that I founded 8chan right. on. Like, uh, like I-, I was kind of feeling like, I guess I overdosed on red pills or something because I just, uh, <laughs> I just, like, started to feel uh, just, 
I I didn't know what my place was. Right, right, right. In the world anymore. Yeah. So it was almost like it was it was reaching like such toxicity that you just basically your whole system threw up and and you went through a change. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the weirder parts of the story. But Jim Watkins used to take his employees, the the ones that were high up, to like Angela City, and he would go to the different like girly bars and brothels. Right. So he took uh, took everybody out on the right. town. He would do that often, and um, you know, I just really felt like I wanted to change my life, and I was feeling really shitty about these outings, like. You know, that it's awful, some of the things that happen to the girls in these outings. And, yeah, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I went to a church, and I, I felt that it worked for me. And, you know, I, yeah. I had a good thing to tell them why I wasn't going to go on their outings. And, you know, o- over time, I just started to enjoy the church more and more. And, I you know, I, I believed it, and I do believe it. So, yeah. I, w- I want to know, like, at this point, if you had, like, a message for the average 8chan user, what would, it, what would it be? You are better off without 8chan being open. Jim Watkins is a terrible administrator. He is going to eventually, if he got to be able to continue running with, like, Cloudflare behind him, laws would change under him. And if you don't believe me, just look what happened with Backpage. Backpage thought they were invincible, too, due, the, due to the Communications Decency Act. I know all about Section 230. Hello, guys. I'm the one that put it on the bottom of this page. So I, I do know a little bit about the subject. Uh, you know, there will be something like SESTA-FOSTA if this continues to happen, except related to terrorism. And it will have wide effects, just like SESTA-FOSTA did. So you are better off without 8chan, 8chan user. And I know that might be hard to hear, but 8chan was always unsustainable. It was always going to come crashing down. You guys are better off without it, even if you loved it. And, you know, 4chan under Hiroyuki Nishimura is not that bad. He's a pretty good admin, you know, if you ask me. He's a lot better than Christopher Poole ever was. So why don't you just go there? And if you don't like him, you hate him for some reason, there are a bunch of different image boards that have popped up. And none of them have this same problem with incitements to violence. You know, nobody else is willing to tolerate that. And that's ultimately good for the community and for the internet as a whole. So, you know, that would be my message. And an addendum to that would just be, hey, maybe stop spending so much time on the internet. You should only really spend 30 minutes a day max on any image board. Just a tip. And what would you say, um, you know, to to people who are, you know, being pilled, taking pills, pilling other people? Like, what do you think <laughs> about the whole red pill thing? Oh, man. Like, what message well, would you pass them about that? I know that it's fun to be taking these red pills and thinking you have secret knowledge. Like I said, I was all in on Ron Paul 2012. I really believed that the dollar was going to crash and I wanted to end the Fed and all of this. And, you know, here we are in 2019, and none of that shit happened. The whole red pill stuff is just nonsense. QAnon is totally, totally nonsense. QAnon is totally, totally nonsense. They know it's nonsense. They literally orchestrated a Q proof that Q did not repudiate. They 3D printed a plastic blue Q in four parts. It was glued together. I have the receipt. (laughs) 
So, okay, and then, like, you know, some of them are pilling each other to become neo-Nazis, and, you know, as we know, Nazism is essentially based on a conspiracy. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I know that there are always going to be places on the web where white nationalists and Nazis congregate. Stormfront is already back online, for example. You know, sites like that are not going anywhere unless the Internet radically changes and the United States adopts hate speech laws, which, you know, don't hold your breath. But your red pills, they're not true. You know, you could just as easily be a communist. It's just little situations in your life that caused you to become a fascist rather than a communist. And, uh, yeah, your whole way of thinking is wrong, and I know that's hard to hear, but it's true. I mean, the whole racist ideology is just, it's nonsense. Uh, maybe this is a conspiracy theory. I don't, I don't want to red pill you too much here. But I kind of feel, I kind of feel like Jim's agents have tried to push me out, like try to get me to leave. Like one of them was talking about how, oh, you know, the condo you live in, the taxes might not all be paid. And did you pay them? Let me see yeah. the receipts. And I just, I just blocked her. They are all paid. You know, I don't have anything to worry about. But I just feel like they're making implicit threats like that. And, you know, maybe that's a conspiracy theory. But like after I quit, they've still nagged me about like just a bunch of other Stupid crap, you know what I mean? They tried to get, like, uh, three grand out of me. They said I damaged the condo I was living in. So he's basically sicking any, anybody he can, like, on you. Yes, yeah, yep, yep. You know, you've, you've stated that you don't think 8chan is going to be back and that you feel uh, a, a great relief um, from, from that being over, but Jim has said that he's going to put it back up, like, I guess, after he speaks to Congress, and then Ron tweeted um, about... You know, saying, oh, we'll be offline until at least September 5th. Uh, thank you all for your support. Right. You know, please stay tuned. He, he seems to, to be intimating that they're going to get it back up. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, you can see my Twitter. I'm not happy at all. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I will do everything I can to keep HN down. And I can promise that. I, if there's anything in my power that I can do, I'll do it. And it, it, for, for me at this point, it's just... I'm tired of my name being wrapped up in this. I'm tired of 8chan existing. I feel like they've run 8chan so terribly that it should not continue. I feel like the way and the rules that they want to uh, uphold are just not, they're not correct. And there is no reason that we need a message board where you can post about how happy you are that there was a domestic terrorist incident. And how, like, there's no reason that we need a message board where, like, celebrating domestic terrorists is acceptable. So I'll do what I can, but, you know, unfortunately, there's not much I can do other than continue to expose them. And you're also, you know, living your life. You're working on a new project now, yeah. Forge. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Um, you know, I've decided I don't want anything else to do with these image boards ever again. So I decided, all right, I am going to work on the most or the least offensive thing I can think of. And that would be a font editor. You know, I really like <laughs> yeah. fonts. It just so it just so happens that Q is my favorite letter, oh. which I feel is the universe like punishing. Well, me. you'll have to make us because... you'll have to make us uh, like a Q T-shirt or something that we could uh, for, our, for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, you know, like even my mother knows that since I was five years old, Q is always my favorite letter. And uh, very suspicious. I feel yeah. I feel like since yeah. I sometimes feel like the universe is punishing me for making 8chan by strongly tying my favorite letter to a movement that I hate with every ounce of my being. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, 
I don't know all that I can do to, but I'll continue to talk to people in the media. And I, I recently just talked to a Yomiori Shinbun, which is a Japanese newspaper. And I gave them a detailed chart of all of Jim's uh, shell companies, how they relate, where the money comes from, how it gets to 8chan, how it keeps 8chan going. So, you know, if they want to bring 8chan back online, just be aware that I will do everything I can to keep it down because the world is better off without it. There is nobody on earth right now who would be better with 8chan except Jim Watkins. And to be honest, he's a senile prick, so he's probably even, uh, he probably doesn't even need it. So can you, you know, you're, you're, I believe you're married now and you have like a really cute dog. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> can you tell me more about the dog? Uh, she's brown. She's a Pomeranian. I trained her to, uh, ride with me in my chair. I bring her almost everywhere I go. Um. What's her name? She, her name is Hitomi. She gets like, nah, sometimes like one walk a day. You know, she's pretty active, but she also likes to ride in my chair, so. Nice. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good situation, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to, to plug before, uh, before we let you go? Hmm. I, I don't think so, you know? Do you want people follow you on, on Twitter? Like, sure, is there, yeah. Wh wh where's your clout? Where do you want clout? <laughs> yeah, if you've liked this, feel free to follow me at uh, HW underscore B-E-A-T underscore T-H-A-T. That's my Twitter. Uh, I tweet about lots of different things, you know. I tweet about and taking down 8chan. <laughs> I tweet about fonts. I make a bunch of different fonts. Uh, I tweet about my work on FontForge, which is a font editor. Uh, I do a lot of, you know, C programming stuff, so... Yeah, you know, I, I kind of keep a low profile, except when I'm, you know, on the front page of the New York Times <laughs> saying that HN should be shut down. But otherwise, I try to keep a low exactly. profile. And I hope that HN will never come back so that I can have my low there profile. There we go. Yeah, hopefully. Um, All right. <laughs> and so so one last question. What did you what did you name your dog after? Hitomi, what's that? Where's that from? Yeah, I used to work with a lot of Japanese people in the office. So I just looked at a list of Japanese female names and picked one. Because I just wanted to give her a name that they could easily pronounce. Because like I said, I bring the dog everywhere. I even used to bring her to the office. Oh, man, I thought it was going to be like a JRPG reference or something. That's way more wholesome and normal. No, sorry. I'm I'm, I'm normie, I suppose. Well, uh, on that, thank you so much for coming on the, on the podcast, Frederick. Yeah, no problem. It was great talking to you. Take care. Okay, cool. Peace out. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the QAnon Anonymous podcast. We don't run any advertising on the show. Instead, we use a straightforward $5 monthly subscription system. For the amount, you get access to a second weekly episode alongside all the ones we've already recorded. They suck. They're horrible. Well, no, they're actually, we put a lot of work into them, Julian. <laughs> I won't have you bad-mouthing <laughs> our premium episodes. So visit patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous to support us and help us become completely self-sustaining. Thank you. For merch, you can head to merch.qanonanonymous.com. Video content is found at youtube.qanonanonymous.com. Hey, come chat with us at discord.qanonanonymous.com, where many degenerates, for free and open to everyone, hang out. Yeah, I mean, come in like, uh, like roast me. I mean, love the, <laughs> people like, do like to roast they, you a little they bit. They do. They roast me a lot. They do an excellent job too. Yeah. I have to say. I was well, like, that's because one of the main dynamics on our podcast is is me and Jake trolling you that's a true. little bit. You no, know, that's true. They want <laughs> they want to join in. They want to participate. Yeah, they yeah. The, the, our fans roast me way better than anyone <laughs> in the QAnon community. Well, their IQs are way above. 
Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy. It's fact. And now, today's auto cue. Let's now head to the zoo and watch the snakes. Species 1, Chemtrelius conspiricus. As more truth is revealed, are you seeing the horns of the devil coming out slowly? Do you see Satan's minions getting more and more nervous? I told you here that now that POTUS has reversed the chemtrails, their next move to survive on our planet will be to accept chemtrails are not conspiracy theory. It didn't take long, two weeks after my article about POTUS confirming the chemtrail reversal, Harvard announced Louis B. Wirth will lead an advisory panel supported by Bill Gates and aiming at injecting chemtrails into the atmosphere to block the sunlight. Are gurus pumpers? Are gurus pumpers? <laughs> you gotta ask the right questions, yeah. Travis. Right. Do they pump away? It sounds like it sounds are gurus like so- pumpers or are they smooth lovers? <laughs> right. it sounds they? like sounds like something you'd be on the, like a yoga studio website. Are gurus pumpers? Yeah, I once I once heard um, a friend of mine, a female friend of mine, describe uh, sex that she had with this man as uh, that he did like po- I believe like porn porn pumping or something. Porn pumping. <laughs> and right. I can only I can only yeah jackhammering. Exactly. Gotcha. Just just a just an artless, just an artless repetitive, <laughs> just a shitty, like worthless like approach. A pounding a stake into the ground, just <laughs> chiseling the quarry, maybe. Just, just caterpillaring. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is gonna end up somewhere in the episode. <laughs>